Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Historic Radio City, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is open now. Give Jeff a call at 855-616-1620. And now in for Jeff Wagner, WTMJ's Scott Morris. The Brewers Spring Training Broadcast schedule is out. We're mere days away from this time slot having Brewers baseball. Okay, what do we got here? The first broadcast is going to be this Sunday afternoon. That'll be on 94.5 ESPN. It's because we're going to have a Bucks game on Sunday afternoon. However, our first WTMJ radio broadcast with Bob Euchre, he's working the first one right out of the gate, is going to be Tuesday. Tuesday, Brewers and A's. Jeff Levering, Lane Grindle, Bob Euchre comprised the broadcast booth, radio broadcast booth again this year. Good stuff. You know, we're coming up on the one year, or a couple weeks yet, the one-year anniversary of when it got real. As I've said before, Wednesday night, March 11th, 2020, got real. Rudy Gobert, people remember that name? That name will go down in infamy. Rudy Gobert, tests positive. The NBA shuts down that night. And what else happened that night? Do you remember? I've said this many times. Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, his wife, were both in Australia. And like half an hour after the NBA shut down, all of a sudden they posted on Twitter, they have COVID. (gasps) And with that, everything stopped. (laughs) Really? So that's going to be March 11th. And it's hard to believe that, yeah, it was about this time. The Brewers and Major League Baseball spring training was ramping up. All that stuff was going on. And then screeching halt to everything. Did it seem like a year? I I was talking to somebody the other day, and I said, in some ways, now that we're a little bit more removed and or into this thing, about a year deep, it seems like time went really fast. As if 2020 was a bit of a blur. And yet, at the time, especially in March and April and May, each day just dragged on and was some of the longest days of our lives. But in totality, I look back and I feel like 2020 went in a flash. And maybe that's because it was a blur, because we didn't have those certain moments we mark the passage of time if you're a sports fan with okay it's the start of baseball season so that's usually march madness and saint patrick's days around there and then summer summerfest okay these things normally happen in my life around summerfest time and then the state fair and okay that's usually when when packers football is starting up at the state fair preseason football and the foot anyway we didn't have For the most part, we didn't have any of those, what would you call them, life markers, whether it's sports, whether it's entertainment, maybe it's holidays, Easter. People go to church on Easter Sunday, and there weren't any Easter Sunday church services last year, for the most part anyway. So you didn't have that. You didn't have a 4th of July picnic celebration on the lakefront. All of those life markers were absent from our lives in the calendar year 2020. So that is my theory as to why now I look back in totality 
and I feel like 2020 went by in a flash because I can't remember any particular moments. I don't have those life markers. However, as we went through it, the days dragged on and just on and on and on. Does it feel like a year for you? I mean, it's been over a year since the pandemic began. I get it. I get it. Again, March 11th will always be the day that that, uh, rings in my mind. Does it feel like a year-ish? I, I can't say if it fe- if it feels like it was longer than a year, but I definitely think parts of this last year have ebbed and flowed. Uh, so like at the very beginning, time was very strange for many people. I feel like the summer was generally the same. I mean, we didn't really have the events that we are necessarily used to having every single year, but we still had really warm weather. You could go out and do things. Whereas, like right now, for me, especially with the cold snap that we've had this past two, three weeks, there hasn't been anything to do. There's nothing to do around town. You can't go anywhere. So I think the winter months are kind of harder, for me at least, than the summer was. Mm. But yeah, I I can definitely understand people saying that this has been a year and a half of a year. Like this has been 18 months in in 10 months. The concept of time was completely distorted if not altogether lost on people. I love this text. They say it's like raising children. I've never heard this phrase before. The days are long, the years are short. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. (laughs) No, I like that phrase. The days are long, the years are short. It's like raising kids. That was 2020 for us. But I'm serious. Like If I were to say, do you remember May of 2020? Uh, April? Remember June? It's just a big mishmash of time. There weren't, okay. Okay, normally June, I remember, because you've got festivals, and oh, then I remember Easter. No, it's just, it's just a mashup of time, but here we sit. You know, I have not, I have not dined indoors since, I think it was late. Well, it had to be around March 11th. I remember going to... Uh, a local establishment on the date that the NCAA tournament was set to begin. Because I joked with the bartender. He's like, you want anything on the TV? I'm like, yeah, can you throw the games on? And he picks up the remote. He's like, sure. I'm like, ah, ah, gotcha, gotcha. There are no games on. <laughs> and we laughed and we laughed and then we cried and we cried. So I'm I'm very anxious to enjoy dining again. Need the weather to, if the weather were 10 degrees warmer today, I'd find a place. If it's like 52, 53, 43 right now, if it was 52 or 53, I'd find a place to go eat outside. I have been the takeout, doing the takeout, the carry out thing. So don't think, Scott, you're not stimulating the local economy. Why aren't you using restaurants? I have been, I'm just not in the dining in setting. But that does lead me to a question I have, and it's a question I've asked, well, <laughs> twice. Over the last year, with yet another pending stimulus, $1,400, we got 1200 then 600 and now poised for fourteen. right? 1200 if you're single, six, I mean 600 for a kid, but 1200 600 now perhaps 1400 yeah. What are your plans for it? I know, I know, I've asked this before, but I think many people, the need perhaps has slowly been altered. Maybe the $1,200 that we got, what, last summer, late last summer or so, the first 1200 
was to stop the bleeding, maybe. Maybe it, it uh, helped to tie over for that extra month's worth of rent or, or mortgage or, or, or whatever you had. It, it, it stopped the bleeding. You had some money saved up, and you were burning through that quickly because who among us was prepared for something like this? And that kind of just a, a temporary balm, a financial salve, as it were. Then we got to $600. Right around the holidays, or was that early January? I don't remember. The, the days all, what is it? The days are long, the years are short. So we get $600, and I, I opened this up on our night show, and I said, what are you going to use the $600 for? And more people, anecdotally speaking, based on the response I got, more people, as I recall, than when I asked it about 1200 were likely to spend it on, what would I say, um... Or, or, or we're likely to uh, invest it, put it into savings. I felt like there was less spending, or they were giving it away. I remember get, hearing from a lot of people at the $600 stimulus point that were saying, I'm going to give it to our kids. We're retired. Uh, we don't need it. We're doing okay. Things have somewhat stabilized for us. We're going to give it away. Well, the question, I think, deserves to be asked again, because... It feels as if every time a stimulus is raised and sent out, our need is different. Not everybody, maybe not you, but for some people. And uh, USA Today tracked down kind of a cross-section of Americans and asked them, for what will you be spending your $1,400? The uh, article was a surgery for a child, a car loan, electric bills. We asked Americans how they'd spend $1,400 stimulus checks, and this is what they said. And it covers the whole spectrum. It really does. Like I said, it's a pretty good cross-section. And then at the end, they have a little poll that you can vote on. How would you spend $1,400? My rent or mortgage? Electric, gas, or water bill? Credit card or other debt? Child or dependent care? Food? medical expenses, or other. So let me just start here, because I want to know what you're going to spend the $1,400 on. Let's say we get $1,400. I know it still has to work its way through Congress and all that stuff, but let's just, $1,400 is coming to you. What's the first thing you do with it? And I want to know that, and I want to know how does that compare to the prior two stimulus payments, the stimuli, the stimulus payments. Eight five five six one six one six twenty, Accurate Mortgage Talk and Text Line. If it's if it's going to be used for the same purpose of the other two, that's fine. I want to know why. If it's not, I want to know what you spent those first two on, and why is this now different? Okay, you're going to get fourteen hundred dollars. Let's just pretend you're getting it tomorrow. What's it going towards? Is it the same source or is it the same? Uh, place as the prior two stimulus payments 855-616-1620 acunet mortgage talk and text line 855-616-1620 your calls your texts in a moment welcome back to jeff wagner on wtmj Eight five five six one six one six twenty, on the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. 
What's the plan for the next check? Hmm? How does it compare to the prior checks? Uh, Mike, Illinois. Okay, Mike, what's the plan? Uh, it's mostly going to go for fun. I've been very fortunate to work the whole pandemic, and um, I don't think that I, you know, I've been able to keep up on everything. So it's actually discretionary money. Hmm. Like uh, travel or? Yeah, travel. Mostly travel, probably. Um, I've even traveled. Uh, I traveled in January. I traveled in November. Um, so I've, you know, not had no problem traveling. Uh, that was by plane. Uh, probably be something like that, or even just you know something local as well. Thanks, I appreciate it. You know, th- there's a um, lot of travel on the text line. Two week trip to Florida. Um, hmm. The first twelve hundred went to building a new front porch. Okay, six hundred dollars went into a savings account for a new back deck this summer, and if we get more, that's where the money will be going as well. Um, Another texter, this is interesting because there's a little bit of a theme here, talking about projects, home projects. Now, maybe that will be something that uh, crops up more now that the uh, warmer weather is here. Scott, I'm fortunate I did not qualify for the stimulus. However, my brother, so we're talking about the brother here, was on the upper end of the limit, did qualify, and each time he did a project around the house that spent about double what the stimulus check was. So he truly stimulated the economy with the check and some of his own Money. That's why I don't have a problem with the higher limit proposed for uh, for the checks. Hmm. New furnace, new air conditioner. The next one will be saved to buy my daughter her wedding dress. More travel. The first two on a trip to Florida after Christmas. We're spending the next one on a two-week trip at the end of May. What's important here is that the monies go towards, at least what I'm just reading here, go towards... Places or or, or um, destinations that really need it, right? Home improvement company, the travel industry. I mean, I don't have to tell you how damaged the uh, um, travel industry has has been in all of this. And so, there you have it. Four one four. Ours is going into a savings account, the same place all the others have gone. Uh, my wife and I have worked full time, and then uh, some this whole time. Nothing we need, so saving it. All. 608 Texter. I distributed because I didn't need the money. Uh, I distributed the money to my four grown children. Kept a little bit for, my, uh, for myself for, for fun purchases. Look, I think that uh, when, I'm assuming the 1400 comes, when the 1400 does come, I just think it's interesting that. It's kind of evolved in terms of what people have spent it on. Like I said, the first stimulus kind of stopped the bleeding a little bit, right? Maybe the second one helped out around the holidays, paid off debt, things like that. Gave it as gifts, right? Gave it as gifts. And this one, maybe looking a little bit more down the road. What's your project this summer? What are our plans? We're finally going to travel again this summer. And I think one theme through it all has been donating it to uh, others, which I think is pretty cool. So, I, look, it's just something I just wanted to start because, uh, well, I, saw, I mentioned there was the uh, survey of that article in USA Today, and it's something we're all going to be, well, not all, sorry, it's something that many people are going to be faced with when that next check hits the mailbox. Welcome back to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ.
Speaking of the need to travel, apparently that is quite a strong urge for Americans. We'll get to that in Great Scott at around uh, 235. 38% of Americans, I'll give you the info then, 38% of Americans would give up blank for a year just to travel again. Yeah, it's exactly the answer you're thinking. (laughs) We'll do that later on. All right. Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Nobody. See, I was surprised after all. Nobody in our listening audience has been to either one of the Bucks games. That's not possible. Really? 855-616-1620 on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. 855-616-1620. Okay, well, maybe you're going tonight. Um, yeah, but the announcement that Marquette is going to allow up to 1,800 fans at the arena for their regular season finale on March 6th. That was put out a little bit earlier this morning. As uh, they take on Xavier on March 6th, and they'll be up to 1,800, which is what the Bucks are at right now as well. Uh, fans must adhere to health and safety protocols, wear face coverings, remain seated at all times, and using a timed entry system to enter uh, the building. Huh. I'm still not there yet. Like if somebody asked me, would you go to a Bucks game tonight? Would you go to a Bucks game tonight? Eight five five six one six one six twenty. If if I said, I've got a ticket. Um, you are invited to tonight's Bucks game. Would you go? And let's say you haven't gotten the vaccine yet. If you have not gotten the vaccine yet. Would you go to a to a Bucks game? Are you in that we say that headspace to feel comfortable enough to go? That's a question, incidentally, that is going to be asked. If it hasn't yet, perhaps it will be soon, but it's going to be asked more frequently as things slowly open up again. And it's not all right, doors wide open, let's pack it with our eighteen thousand people or whatever Fiserv holds. Or whatever you know, other facilities hold. It's it, it's more like a faucet. You slowly open the tap. You slowly allow more and more people. And as that happens, we're going to be given options. We're going to be given the opportunity at some point to go to events. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. I'm just I'm not there yet. I'm not in that headspace. I think I'd be going to the thing, Kyle, and I'd be kind of, oh, that guy's not wearing his mask. Because you know not everybody's wearing masks. I mean, I, I, I know that I think they have the ushers. I think the ushers are also the mask police at some of these games. I, I, how effective is that? I just, uh, no, not yet. I'm not there. When? I'm not sure. I'll let you know when. What about you? Uh, I would have gone to a Packer game. Uh, I would have been in the boat of, of someone who would have gone to a Packers game when they started opening it up. I'm not sure about Bucks games with it being the indoor and, and everything like that. I think Miller Park is also hmm. it's 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 not an outdoor stadium, but it is very indoor. You know, so you'll check to see if the roof will be open that day. <laughs> yeah, but I really don't know if that if that is the deal breaker for me. I don't know if the indoors is the deal breaker for me. I th- I feel like once I saw everything happening at Green Bay, um I thought, okay, that that looks like it's very safe. Uh-huh. I feel like I have to see it to to assess it first. Yeah. I I'm I, I'm with you completely. Where are you on this uh, continuum? 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. 
Uh, maybe maybe you are of the trust but verify. You know, I'd like to see a few games first. Maybe talk to some people that have gone. What is it like? I mean, are are the rules being followed, so to speak? I have from the beginning, admittedly, I've been skeptical of my fellow Wisconsinites. I have, and, and it obviously comes down to the the people you're around, the community in which you live, the circles in which you run will dictate how you trust or distrust the community around you. And I guess just for me, based on people I've observed and things like that, I, I don't know that I'm I'm there in terms of trusting my fellow Wisconsinite, at least not not the ones in my neck of the woods. You have to get in that right headspace. Because the last thing I would want to do is go to a Bucks game and then try to focus on the game and enjoy it for being what it is. But I'm looking around and now I'm preoccupied. Why isn't that person wearing a mask? Hey, can you can you tell that lady down there to put her mask on and all that kind of stuff? And ne- next thing you know, you've spent money to go to the game and the game has become secondary to the preoccupation you have with everything going on around you. 855-616-1620. It's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Let's start in Milwaukee. It's Patrick. Hey, Patrick, how are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm okay. I'm all right. So I am going to offer you a Bucks ticket for tonight, in theory. And uh, would you go? I have tickets for tonight's game. I've gone to the last two. Good. And I'm going to the other uh, two after tonight. If uh, you do go to Pfizer Farm and what the Bucks have instituted, they're phenomenal. Uh, if anyone has to go to a drugstore or a grocery store, Pfizer Farm has employees wiping down surfaces. At halftime, they sanitize every surface that the player has touched, including the benches, including the backboards, the hoop, uh, in the Restroom areas, everything is touchless. They put in touchless uh, faucets, touches hand uh, dispensers. As you had mentioned and were concerned, looking around, the distancing that you see is incredible. Uh, I was uh, there, and there's at least two rows in between fans, and the fans are at the aisles. Uh, there's no middle seating, so that's why the 1800 is there. So the amount of money that has been spent by, naturally, the Bucks and Pfizer Forum to make this right is incredible. And you see it. And Doshers are the max police, and people do observe it. Do they? Uh, I've, yeah, they do. Absolutely. Hmm. Uh, you can naturally eat uh, without a mask on or drink without a mask on. But if you don't have that mask on... Uh, the ushers are really good, and people really, uh, uh, as you said, you observe people not having them on, and the usher just goes, t- touches their face with their or their hand with their mask and say, hey, can you put it on? And they have signs. Uh, it is weird. Uh, I, I do agree with you. You can't get up and cheer. Uh, they do distract from screaming and yelling, and uh, those are you know some of the things. So. What is the uh, Pat, Patrick? What is the yeah. concession setup like? Are, so you do you order uh, through through an app and then it's served to yeah, you, correct. or do you go up to the stand? Talk about the concession element. 
The concession element is there's a very limited menu. I believe there's probably only uh, half a dozen to ten items on the food menu. All those are packaged in a to-go container. Uh, all the beverages um, that I uh, know of as far as beer and sodas are either in can or bottled, plastic bottled. Uh, the concessions are then at concession areas, so you order on an app. They send you a text message when your order is ready. Uh, they have them in a cube system with a attendee there, making sure that you get your order um, and go from there. So everything is bagged. Uh, there is no no interaction with uh, anyone at the concession area except the person making sure that you get the right uh, bag out of the cube. So it's basically like a... Uh, uh, what you would have kind of like in a mud room uh, with different belongings. If that right, makes yeah. Sense. Yeah. Or, yeah, like like the uh, a cubby a hole. Locker, like a, <laughs> or a yeah, locker room. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the, do you think, based on your observations of having been to the last couple Bucks games, do you think this is scalable? I mean, like based on all the precaution, all the detail that you've just done a great job of outlining, do you think that that can be scaled double, you know, 3,600? How many people do you think could be put in that arena and still have all these precautions be as effective as they are at 1,800? I believe it's scalable. Actually, they have one part of the upper concourse of seating that um, does not have any fans in it. So there are sections of that that are empty. None of the suites or boxes are uh, being filled. So, you know, you I'm sure you would have to limit that to family members or people in suites. So can you double it? Absolutely. I think uh, hmm. I think it's it's uh, something that can be done. I'm, I'm sure we're a ways away from having sellout crowds. Oh, for sure. But... Last I question, Patrick. You know, let, let me just squeeze yeah. this last one in. I really appreciate uh, you calling and giving us this perspective because uh, there haven't been many people, literally, that have been in your position. Um, you said you can't cheer. So, obviously, you're wearing masks, so the, any yelling or cheering is a bit muted because of there's Correct. something in front of your mouth. Are you allowed to stand up and clap? What are the restrictions in terms of the cheering that you mentioned? You're, you're, not, you're asked not to stand up. You're asked to stay seated. You can you can yell as you say that it is going to be muted. Yes, uh, but you know you can clap as loud as you can, and you, I'm sure you can yell as much as you can. The uh, the distancing though, um, as I'm sure a lot of the listeners and yourself have been at Pfizer Farm, uh, most of the fans are anywhere from on a regular game about. 20 rows away from the court. Right. There are a limited, you know, select few that are closer, but most of them are um, very, very far away. Mm -hmm. And being a, being a uh, very fortunate season ticket holder for 52 years, it is uh, very, very uh, different, um, especially when you're used to being as close as we have in the past. You and your family so have had season uh, tickets for 52 years? Yes, sir. Wow. Wow. 
Yeah. You've seen some games. You and your family have seen. Okay. And and last, I, I should ask, so, and, and then there, there's a timed entry, right? So you, you, you're yes. supposed to arrive, what, is there like a 15-minute window, a half-hour half window you're supposed to well, arrive? There's there's four different levels, and they do have that on on the seats or on, on the tickets or, you know, when you do buy the mm-hmm. seats. So it's a four-level uh, four uh, window if you, uh, you're you given that window uh, to be straightforward and honest uh, in the past two games. Uh, there hasn't been anyone really in line. There's just been a couple people. Uh, so it isn't like going to a record game right. and the windows, uh, you know, they, they don't police the window if that uh, uh, is what you're asking. The other thing that they do, do have on the app with your tickets when you do buy tickets they do have the questionnaire, uh, the COVID-19 questionnaire, like you would go to a doctor, and mm-hmm. you're supposed to answer all those questions no, and that comes up as a check, and you show that to the uh, the person at the mm-hmm. entrance so that you're protocoled in correctly. Interesting. And you'll be there tonight. Yeah. You'll I will be there, be there tonight. tonight. All right. Well, Patrick, I appreciate... Uh, I appreciate the knowledge and the insight. Um, like I said, there haven't been many people uh, like yourself that have been able to go, and I think uh, some other people that maybe were a little nervous. Maybe you've put, maybe you've put them a little bit more at ease. As uh, you're right, look, I'm, my my trepidation has nothing to do with my belief that the Bucks are slacking in anything i have no reason to believe that they're skimping on protocol or taking an easy way out or anything like that no 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 or or the packers for that matter i have no reason to believe nobody's told me otherwise and so i'm i'm taking them at at their word and and patrick you've just done a nice job of outlining all the measures being taken it's just my own like i said my own personal headspace patrick thank you uh go go get a victory go get a victory tonight uh bucks were they going for four in a row tonight Thanks to that call. Um, and the indoor-outdoor thing for me, too, is a little different. I, that, that, <laughs> I'm, I'd probably be more apt if there was a game tomorrow at Lambeau and a game tomorrow at Fiserv. I'd be going to Lambeau before I go to Fiserv. But that is interesting. And more power to those ushers. That's one of those jobs I don't know if I could do. Because you're dealing with sometimes people. I mean, in a regular situation, the ushers are too drunk. You're dealing with those fools and idiots and... Meanwhile, you have other people complaining about the person next to them. And now, now, they are the mask police. More power to those ushers, I say. Welcome back to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. This week's sponsor for Jeff Wagner's Home Improvement Showcase is presented by Great Midwest Bank. It's senior realtors Bruce and Gene Nebovitz. They are the experts in senior real estate. Bruce's team is there from start to finish, selling, downsizing, so much more. Easy to find online, brucesteam.com, brucesteam.com. Okay, uh, after the news with Melissa, we're going to talk about the Star-Spangled Banner Act. And as I do, when I talk about issues pertaining to the national anthem, I will make a request of all of you. Be rational. Be reasonable in your responses, okay? Whether you text them in, whether you're calling in. I anticipate I'm going to get a fair share, Kyle, of the why do you hate America? You're no patriot. 
why do you hate the red, white, and the blue? That is not at all the response you should be feeling. Not at all. If you feel that way, I would say don't even bother to send the text because then you will have missed the entire point. After the news, the Star-Spangled Banner Act introduced by a Wisconsin state senator that would require the national anthem be played before all sporting events that have re- and venues that have received taxpayer money. That's coming up after Melissa on WTMJ. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Historic Radio City, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. And now in for Jeff Wagner, WTMJ's Scott Morris. It is important. It is vital. As citizens, U.S. citizens, as citizens of the state of Wisconsin, that any time, I think it's fair, I think it's vital, that any time elected officials introduce legislation, we ask the question, do we need this? Is this something that makes my life better? Does this improve the quality of life? Does it not? But quite simply, is this necessary? That is the question that I am asking myself and I'm asking you when it comes to the Star-Spangled Banner Act. You may love America. I love America. You may you may whistle the Star-Spangled Banner from morning Till night. You may have an American flag in every one of your rooms at home, but I think you can still pause and say, do we need the Star Spangled Banner Act? And for me, I'll just say it right out of the gate, hell no! We do not need the Star Spangled Banner Act. It has been introduced by State Senator Patrick Teston. And basically, the anthem would have to be played before all sporting events at Lambeau, Fiserv, and all other venues that have received taxpayer money under a Republican bill in the state legislature. How come they didn't mention Miller Park? I mean, it was taxpayer money. The proposal proposal circulated today by State Senator Patrick Teston. Why did he introduce it? What happens if it's not played? Well, you know what? I could read a little bit, but instead of doing that, I'm going to let uh, the state senator tell you the details you need. This was uh, Patrick Teston with our very own newsman, Tony Bedock, earlier today, talking about the Star-Spangled Banner Act. We introduced the Star-Spangled Banner Act uh, today which would require any sport venue that has received taxpayer funds to play the national anthem. It's really unfortunate that in today's day and age, things like the national anthem, the flag, have become so polarized. And especially when this September uh, will mark the 20th year anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, I can remember in the wake of those attacks that we came together as Americans. And in today's day and age, as we're polarized, we have to remember what our common denominator is. Despite all of our differences, we're Americans. We're American citizens. We should be proud of our country. 
And really, this is just common sense legislation. It doesn't require anyone to participate in the anthem. It doesn't require any teams to participate if they choose not to. But for those who do, they should be able to stand up and honor our flag and our country for those who served and sacrificed so much. What was the inspiration, I guess, uh, to introduce something like this? Did people come to you and suggest it? Really, the, the idea came after reports uh, broke that Mark Cuban, uh, with his NBA team, they were not playing the national anthem for a number of different reasons. And then uh, the NBA actually came down and said, no, you're going to play the anthem. And then it kind of dawned on me that, you know, if we have arenas that have been funded by the taxpayers, this should be a no-brainer that we would honor our flag for those who choose to do so. And if those who don't want to, they have every right not to do so. Would there be any kind of penalties or any kind of mandate along those lines for arenas that would not choose to participate or not play the anthem? No, there, there are no penalties in this legislation. It's pretty cut and dry, pretty simple, that if you've received taxpayer funds before any sporting event begins, just play the anthem. This is such a waste of time. You know what this is? This is a solution in search of a problem. I, I, I mean, do we have a problem with the anthem at Pfizer Forum? Do we have a problem with the anthem at Lambeau Field right now? At Miller Park? A- am I missing something? I, I'm, I, this is... This is so unnecessary. And it is perfectly fair for us as Wisconsinites to sit here and go, as much as I love the state and America and all that good red, white, and blue stuff, as much as I am a patriot, I don't think we need this. This this is completely unnecessary. That's the crux of my question to start. Do you think the Star-Spangled Banner Act is necessary? 855-616-1620 on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. There are no penalties for violating the requirement. So from that, I'm to gather that should at some point one of the venues not play it, nothing will happen. There, there, there's no punishment coming because there's no penalty for violating the requirement. I just see this as completely unnecessary. I see this as a solution in search of a problem. There's a couple other gems in the comments by uh, State Senator Teston that I'll bring up as well. But 855-616-1620, Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Do we need this? And keep in mind, if you don't think we need this, that doesn't make you any less patriotic, that does not make you any less American, as somebody who thinks we do. Because there's that stigma attached to that, and it's time we start fighting against that stigma. 855-616-1620. Let's start in Montello. Let's start with Gianni. Hey, Gianni. Uh, yes. Uh, good. Good morning. Uh, good afternoon, uh, <laughs> Scott. Um, uh, Johnny calling here, otherwise known as um, Old Nick or the Howling Man. Hey, listen. Um, the 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 Star Spangled Banner um, uh, is is a wonderful melody, and I would put it up there with um, with Four Elise, um, Amazing Grace, and and McCartney's Yesterday. So, I, I, I do we need it? I don't think we absolutely need it, but it's a really good idea to play the Star Spangled Banner because people need but, more but, beautiful, but beautiful G- Gianni, Gianni, music in but their lives. Gianni, we, we, we are playing the Star Spangled Banner. 
Like, do we need this well, bill? Do we need the Star Spangled Banner Act? Do do we need this piece of, I guess, legislation? We don't need the legislation, no. Okay. But it is it a good it is a good idea for the Bucks and the Brewers and and high school sporting events and um, college events to to play. The, do we we need it? No. Okay. But it it is such a it's such a beautiful melody. Okay. No, no, I, I, I got you, Gianni. Uh, Gianni, Gianni, Gianni. Thank you. You answered my question. I, it's a beautiful song. Yes, I, I like it. it. It's I like singing it along myself. It, it's a beautiful melody. Do we need the legis? Do we need a bill that mandates it's played? Although if it's not, we're not going to hold it against you. What? Then why do we need the bill? There's a reason why. We'll get to that. That's my question. Katie in Burlington. Hey, Katie, how are you? I am good, and I'm in 100% agreement with you in terms of legislating this. You can't legislate patriotism. No! You can't legislate morality. No! You can't legislate people to, you know, let's be gender neutral, let's take down statues, all those kind of things. These are emotions and convictions that come from within. And whether or not they play the national anthem, my son and my husband will remove their hats if they're wearing them, and if we see a flag, we will honor it. And those kind of things come in everyday practice, and and they come from within. You can't legislate that stuff. It may, may make you feel good, but you can put all these kind of disclaimers and, and, and you know, you have to do this, but we won't punish you. What does it matter if the person doesn't feel that way inside about the flag or about our country? It means nothing. And, and not shallow. just that, Katie. Not just that. You could make the claim it's... It's almost worse if you're just faking it. You're just going through the motions. Um, it, it's, it, it's just all, all of these venues, Katie, all of these venues are already doing it. You know what I would like to know? And I, maybe I'll, I'll see if I have more details out there. I would like to know what are the venues that aren't playing it that would play it under the Star Spangled Banner Act, although they wouldn't have to, because if they don't, there's no penalty for not doing it. Like, like uh, just from a pure legislative, how a bill becomes a law. Uh, what is that? Uh, Schoolhouse Rock. I mean, look, where in Schoolhouse Rock, Katie, were we told that this bill would be necessary? Now, I'm being facetious, but it just it just doesn't make sense. I'm not even talking about the patriotism. I'm not even talking about the beauty of the song. Yes, it's a beautiful song. Why do we need this bill? It's not solving any we problem. So, we have so much more to worry about right now. Than Amen. That. We really do. Yes, we do. Katie, thank you. 855-616-1620 on the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. And I said it before. It is okay. I'm giving you permission. You may not feel comfortable with it at first, but think it through. It is perfectly fine to say that the Star Spangled Banner Act is a waste of legislative time and effort while being as patriotic as anybody in the room. We continue. Back to Take Your Calls. Here's WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. Okay, so far so good. People are... Look, you can disagree with me, that's fine, but then disagree with me to the point and to the question I'm asking. Is this bill necessary? I'm not debating the beauty of the song. I'm not de- just, is this bill necessary? And I, 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 no. Frank and Shano. Hey, Frank. 
Hey, um, my first response to this was when you asked was, why would they do this? That's what <laughs> popped into my head first. And I can, given the current political climate in this, in this state, I could see this getting its way through the legislature. And eventually what happens is it gets to the governor's desk and the governor vetoes it. And then the Republicans go out and pound their chest and say, this guy is not an American. This guy is not a patriot. Vote against him. Yeah, Frank. I, I, Frank. Well, hang on one second before you get sure. to your second point. I agree with you. Now, let, let me say this. I don't know State Senator Patrick Teston. Like, he could walk into this room right now and introduce himself and I go, oh, that's who you are. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. So I, I, I'm a little cautious of questioning his motives because I don't, I don't know him. I don't know his track record. I'm coming at this with a complete blank canvas when it comes to Patrick Teston. So I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. That said, <laughs> I am not so naive as to think there might not be a certain element of politics in this. And dare I say a political ploy? Is that his total motivation for this? I don't know. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but based on politicians, you know, Frank, they tend to think from a political perspective when they introduce legislation. And so, yes, there is part of me that went, oh, come on, you're just doing this. I'm talking about it. I did a search, Frank. The uh, Albuquerque newspaper has mentioned this today. Uh, the uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune is doing a story on this today, and that was several hours ago. Uh, I don't know. Kyle, look it up. Let's see how many papers or how many news outlets have taken up this story. So, look, he's getting some play. He's getting pub, and there's got to be some political motivation behind it, even if it's just a little bit. Okay, your other point. Go ahead. Well, I, I agree with you. If nothing else, he just got his name spread literally all over the state. Uh, which was certainly a benefit to him because I don't think anybody knows who this guy is. Second point is, if this proposed legislation is tied back to funding and athletic events, then it applies across the board because there are plenty of schools uh, in this state that have basketball games, soccer games, what have you, as low as the kindergarten level. And finally, I wonder what will happen. Will this somehow be tied or amended to reflect that it also is going to include plays, contests, Look, that type of thing that goes on at school? Again, I just... the term is all other Wisconsin venues that have received taxpayer money. That's, at least based on the first reporting, that's a pretty broad definition of what could be covered with this right and you know I, you you, yeah, you, you may were maybe we're going to make another point too frank and that's the people who oppose this the people who oppose this like me like you frank it sounds like, like, like we me. will we and like a lot of people are going to be characterized as what un-american you hate america why don't you love this country? Why aren't you a patriot? We will be characterized as 
not liking the national anthem. Now, I'm not going to speak for you, Frank. I never would. I am on record, and this is a separate topic. Don't call on this. I'm on record as saying... I think playing the national anthem at sporting events has long since jumped the shark. And I really think if you were to, to bore down and explore why we do it in the first place at sporting events, I did this topic a couple uh, nights ago, you'd be kind of uh, left in the, well, it's just what we do, it's what we've always done camp. So I feel that way. And I know I've, I've gotten plenty of feedback from people going, you know, you, you, you un-American lefty you. What? What? And you're right, Frank, for people who oppose this, this is a great feel-good, that's what it is. It's feel-good legislation. It's feel-good. I put this fourth Star-Spangled Banner Act. Who wouldn't support something called the Star-Spangled Banner Act? And if you don't, that's that's campaign literature ready to be made against you in your next re-election. Thank you, Frank. 855-616-1620. There are... There are two other dazzling details. I'm going to bring back the audio. I'm going to take what Patrick Teston said. There are two more dazzling details in there that also kind of got under my skin. We continue. You're listening to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Jeff will be back next week. Scott Warris until 3 o'clock. Don't forget, coming up at 4 o'clock, Vax Facts, our WTMJ roundtable. Questions, answers. I mean, we all have questions on the vaccine. Answers coming your way. Two hours of answers from 4 until 6 as part of our roundtable. So John and Melissa, Eric, Nick, everybody getting prepped for that. Okay, back to Patrick Teston. Because uh, many of you on the text line have picked up on one, uh, I say dazzling detail, but there was one part. There were two parts that I kind of bristled at. Let me just replay some of it. The conversation he had with the uh, our very own Tony Bedock earlier today. We introduced the Star Spangled Banner Act uh, today, which would require any sport venue that has received taxpayer funds to play the national anthem. It's really unfortunate that in today's day and age, things like the national anthem, the flag have become so polarized. And especially when this September... Oh. (sighs) I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. Don't... Don't play. And again, even if Teston is well-intentioned, I don't know the guy. Don't play the September 11th card to bolster your argument for this Star-Spangled Banner Act. Please don't. I don't like this at all. This was the first... This was the first element in his comments that just put me ill at ease, put it that way. Uh, will mark the 20th year anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. I can remember in the wake of those attacks that we came together as Americans. And in today's day and age, as we're polarized, we have to remember what our common denominator is. Despite all of our differences, we're Americans. We're American citizens. We should be proud of our country. And really, this is just common sense legislation. It doesn't require anyone to participate in the anthem. It doesn't require any teams to participate if they choose not to. <laughs> this isn't a dazzling detail, but... It's not a requirement. It doesn't force any of the teams to participate if they don't want to. But you have to play it. I. But for those who do, they should be able to stand up and honor our flag in our country for those who served and sacrificed so much. What was the inspiration, I guess, Here we go. Uh, to introduce something like this? Did people come to you and suggest it? Really, the, the idea came after reports 
uh, broke that Mark Cuban, uh, with his NBA team, they were not playing the national anthem for a number of different reasons. And then... Okay. This did not, according to his own words, this did not come from constituents outraged. This did not come from a group of concerned citizens within State Senator Patrick Teston's jurisdiction that had been talking and working. This is not something he'd been working with, 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 um, you know, local officials. He says, I'm just going based on his answer, this comes after the reports it was true at the time, that the Dallas Mavericks, who are a uh, an NBA team, their owner did not have them play the national anthem. That was the foundation for the bill you're proposing in Wisconsin that the Star-Spangled Banner should be played at all venues that get taxpayer money. What? I mean, just like I said at the top, I said, you always have to ask the question, why? Or you have to ask the question, is this necessary? Do we need this bill? I don't care if it's coming from the right or the left. Who cares? Do we need this? Is this something that we need? It is also fair to then always ask the question, why? What's motivating you to do this? What's the problem that this bill will solve? And he's asked that, and the first thing he says is, well, there were reports out of Dallas that the NBA team there, for a little while this year, when there weren't fans in the stands, they were not playing the national anthem. Okay, well, what happened? Was that problem solved? Uh, The NBA actually came down and said, no, you're going to play the anthem. And then it kind of dawned on me that, you know, if we have arenas that have been funded so then the NBA said, you got to play the song. Mavericks go, okay, we will. Now we're playing the song again. There's no problem across the country. Is there a problem in the country right now about the anthem? Is there any other team, some venue, that's not playing the anthem? Not only does this not solve a problem in Wisconsin, I don't know that it would solve a problem anywhere in the country right now. Completely unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. And many of you on the text line have reacted as such, and the callers as well. Some of you disagree. But again, ask yourself the two questions before every bill. What problem does this solve? Right? What problem does this solve? And do we need this? Do we need this? And if if you have a hard time coming up with the answers then it's probably not a piece of legislation that we need. And that is why, while I don't know the true motives of Senator Patrick Teston of Wisconsin, I can unequivocally state before all of you today, Wisconsin does not need the Star-Spangled Banner Act. We don't need it. Doesn't solve a problem. There is no problem. I would be naive to say there's not a good deal of political pandering in this. Come on. There's got to be some, right? And again, don't 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 even mention September 11th and something like this. It that that's I don't like that at all. Star-spangled banner act. So what happens? What's the future of it? We'll find out. It could pass.
But we may never know because the anthem will continue to be played or not be played in various... No, I don't know. What do you think? Does this have legs? No. It'll work its way through Republican caucuses and Republican circles. and We'll keep you posted, though. We will. Star-Spangled Banner Act. Not getting my vote. You're listening to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. I can reason with the 262. Honestly, I really don't have a problem with the bill. Okay. And maybe some of you, more of you than not, fall in this category. I don't really have a problem with the bill. You want to do it? Fine. But they go on. My biggest issue is this is not in the top 100 issues currently facing Wisconsin. I don't mind him doing it, but he should be doing more important things first. I guess that was the low-hanging fruit reason why uh, not to uh, support it. I, I guess I left that one out. But yeah, I mean, really? You can't? There's nothing better to do? I mean, of everything... And I know legislators, although contrary to popular opinion, legislators can't, legislators can indeed walk and chew gum at the same time. Well, some of them anyway. So I know they can work on multiple things at once. But still, that is a valid point. It is. You know, he also brings up the, uh, the, um, the conversation of just patriotism. How do you define patriotism? What is patriotism? Or is it one of those things that, well, you just, you know it when you see it. I mean, is, is patriotism something you can only feel? Is patriotism only something that you can display for others? Or, or to others, I should say. It, and when, and when you show it, or don't show it, do you run the risk, of course, of being criticized for not being patriotic? I, it, unfortunately, I feel like in the last, just in the last few years, that patriotism, love of country, is almost limited to this set of criteria. If you can check these boxes, then you're patriotic. Then you love your country. And if you can't check all those boxes, then you're not. And that's disappointing. It's just, it's sad. It really is. I think that people are intimidated as well. They're intimidated to... And I said this at the beginning of our conversation. They're intimidated to what disagree, even with a topic like this, this bill, for example. People are intimidated to disagree with it, and one of the callers brought it up, because they risk being called unpatriotic. They're running the risk of saying, why don't you love America. And that, that bothers me as well. There are a lot of definitions for patriotism. And patriotism manifests itself in many ways. There's not just a simple checklist of you know, criteria that have to be met. 
I did tell you this, Kyle, during the commercial break. The first caller of the topic, uh, Gianni, was talking about the beauty of the song, the, the Star Spangled Banner, of course. That, and I'm not a singer, but I, I've heard singers say that it, it, it's a tough song to perform because there's that octave switch in the middle. Now, I would be in favor of, I don't know if this is controversial, I don't think so. I would be in favor of changing our national anthem from the Star Spangled Banner to God Bless America. If I were to pick, I'd say God Bless America is a, I just, I like the, like the melody more, not to mention, oh, by the way, what's the biggest difference, as people know, between God Bless America and the Star Spangled Banner, is that in God Bless America, the name of the country is actually in the lyrics of the song. And to have your national anthem have your nation's name in it, I think, is a nice thing. We don't have that in Star Spangled Banner. If you if 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 you had to say one or the other, would you would you say God Bless America or Star Spangled Banner for a, for an anthem? I really think I get more of an emotional response from America the Beautiful or God Bless America uh, rather than the Star Spangled Banner. I, I, there have been plenty of times when say like a sporting event super bowl whatever it might be and you hear the star spangled banner and and you might get a little bit more riled up but i got to say i i love uh like they used to do it on on hockey games that when they would sing america the beautiful and and other things but yeah i i think i would agree with you i think we have got kate smith to thank for you know that kate smith's performance of god bless america is kind of like the the performance and there have been you know, thousands of them. That's the one that, for me anyway, uh, comes to uh, my mind first. Some of you also made an interesting point on the text line that the vague reference to venues with taxpayer dollars. So what does that mean? Like somebody said, are they going to be playing the anthem at, uh, at, uh, at, F- at Foxconn? <laughs> I mean, if it's beyond, I mean, think about it. I mean, we're being a little facetious here, but how many, how many high school gymnasiums? And I know many of them already play the anthem anyway. Just start thinking, taxpayer money for a venue. That's uh, that's quite a whopper to bite off if you're going to say it ought to be played there because a few dollars of taxpayer money went to to that cause. I don't know. You know, I could rally, uh, uh, rile people up big time here. More than we already have, maybe, this hour. Do you know what song I like even more than our anthem? People are going to love this. Oh, Canada. I'm sorry. That's a great anthem. That's a great anthem. The melody, the lyrics. Oh, did you hear that guy filling in for Jeff Wagner today? He spent a whole hour... He spent a whole hour saying why the Star-Spangled Banner Act is a waste of legislative time and effort in Wisconsin. Then he said he'd rather have God Bless America than the Star-Spangled Banner for America's National Anthem. And then, then, Myrtle, you're never going to guess what else he said. He said he likes the Canadian National Anthem even more than our own National Anthem. When in the world does Jeff Wagner get back from vacation? Oh, Canada, oh. oh, listen to the words. True, True. patriots. 
Stanley Cup final here. <laughs> True North, strong and free. Why can't our anthem be this good? Bring it home, folks. That's a good anthem, Kyle. He's shaking his head going, Jeff would never have me do this. This is a good anthem. <laughs> Bring it home. Oh. Play ball. <laughs> Texture goes, I'm telling Jeff. I, here's what here's what I want you here's what I want you to do. Jeff.wagner at WTMJ.com. Send him emails. Tell him uh, I just want you to write in the subject line Canadian national anthem and then in the body just say, Jeff, hurry back. Scott's playing the Canadian national anthem. And then hit send. That's it. Don't explain anymore. When he comes back, what, next week, Tuesday, I want to see if we can get his inbox full of just people complaining about me playing the Canadian National Anthem. <laughs> and, then, and then, Kyle, you can explain it to him because I won't see him on Tuesday. All right. Coming up in the 2 o'clock hour. Hey, I mentioned something during Great Scott yesterday that got me thinking about the cost of chores, the cost of housework, literally a dollar figure. If you had to put a dollar amount on washing dishes, on vacuuming, on dusting, oh, God, I hate dusting, what would those dollar amounts be? And for those of you who do it at home, whether you're the wife or the husband, whether you do more of one than the other, how much should you get paid for it? Let's walk down that lane after the news with Melissa right here on WTMJ. I'm serious. Jeff.Wagner at WTMJ.com, subject line, Canadian National Anthem, and then simply ask, uh, simply tell Jeff, hurry back soon, Warris hates America. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Historic Radio City, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. And now in for Jeff Wagner, WTMJ's Scott Wallace. So we are, well, less than two hours away from our big WTMJ round table. Vax Facts. Dr. John Raymond of the Medical College of Wisconsin will be here answering your questions. Uh, John, Melissa, the whole Eric, uh, Nick, the whole gang taking part uh, this afternoon. Melissa just hanging out with us for a, a few moments longer. This is, and I was listening to some of you guys plan earlier today, earlier this morning. Um, great response on our question hotline, as it were. Sounds like uh, a lot of questions are are out there and hopefully will be answered later. You know, I love this component of this two-hour roundtable special because I think people that don't normally get a chance to have their their questions answered, this mm -hmm. is a chance where you can again, call in, where you can call in live, or I believe, I believe you can still call the number, 
800-585-8105 if you want to um, do a recorded mm-hmm. sort of uh, question on there. Um, but, you know, it really is. It's a it's an open open forum for everyone. And we really just want to make sure people are getting the right information and facts um, about the coronavirus and the vaccine. Yeah, there are uh, a lot of questions, as I, I think I said it yesterday, that um, if, if you if, if you have a question. If you're wondering about something mm-hmm. related to the pandemic, I promise you there are others with that same question. Sometimes we fall into this, well, gosh, I'm the only person that's wondering about this. No, odds are there's plenty of other people wondering as well. And that's what, again, the two-hour roundtable starting at 4 o'clock this afternoon uh, will be will be addressing answers to questions regarding the vaccine and then there are other guests as well that will address other areas of uh well our lives as it pertains to the latest in the pandemic right including travel if you have Mm -hmm. travel questions we'll have rose gray from fox world travel uh the president of surge restaurant group omar sheikh will be there about restaurants in the area uh he'll be on also paps theater group ceo gary Mm -hmm. witt um, we're going to have Tim Sheehy. Obviously, Dr. John Raymond will be there for the entire two hours. So any kind of question you have about really anything, um, it is it is open open forum for that. What's your biggest question right now regarding the vaccine? Hmm. Other than when can I get <laughs> when mine? Can I, get it? I think, you know, I think that's that's probably yeah. the biggest question for a lot of people. I think mine would probably have to be regarding someone who's already had the coronavirus and what that means for the vaccine. Mm. We're getting a lot of information. Some people saying you may need just one shot. Maybe you'll need both of them. But I think those are, you know, the information that you receive throughout the internet sometimes it's not always true so i think that's why this is important to get the true facts out there because there's a lot of myths out there too a lot of questions Mm. a lot of questions and people are antsy and and eager to yeah i mean i I know that there there are certain you know portions of the population maybe that are a little more well nervous to hesitant hesitant to get the vaccine well i've heard this or you know i i read on facebook that blah 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 Right. Is is this true? Somebody at church mentioned this. I heard this from a neighbor. Well, that's that's what this afternoon is all about as a WTMJ Roundtable convenes to bring you Vax Facts. It'll be uh, led by Dr. John Raymond of the Medical College of Wisconsin. Starts at 4 o'clock, runs until 6, so two hours to answer questions ranging, well, Everything and anything related to the pandemic, but um, none more important right now, probably, than the state of the vaccination process. Starts at 4 o'clock, runs until 6, WTMJ Roundtable, Vax Facts, and it's all sponsored by Dave Camp Heating. I don't think I've ever taken a great Scott story one day and then doubled back the next because it intrigued me, Kyle, to the point where I thought, you know what? Let's just, we got a little heavy last hour. This is not heavy at all. I don't mind admitting it. I mentioned yesterday during the Great Scott segment, which will be at about 2.35 again today, that there was a landmark ruling in China that triggered a debate by putting the answer at about $4 a day. There was a couple in Beijing. They divorced, and a judge ruled that the woman should receive about the equivalent of $7,700 for, quote, household labor following the split from her husband. They're married about five years, do the math, divide it up, carry the one, all that good stuff, and it comes out to about $4 a day for, quote, household labor. Then I think it was after the show, you and I were, Kyle, were talking, we're like, wait a minute, why? Why $4? What is the value, dare I ask, what is the value of 
washing the dishes. What is the actual, if you were to put a price on it, value of vacuuming the house, dusting everything that needs to get done, doing the laundry? I'm willing to bet laundry is probably going to run you a little bit more than dusting. I mean, let's rank these. All right. The most expensive household chore. Help us out with this, too. 855-616-1620 on the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. If, if we were to say the most, if you were to charge the most expensive household chore, what about cleaning the toilet, though? I'm between laundry, thinking out loud here, I'm between laundry and cleaning the bathroom. Because you're dealing with some things there that are going to cost you a pretty penny. It's one thing if I have to fold the clean laundry. It's another thing if I have to handle the dirty laundry beforehand. Okay, what say you? I could not be bothered to dust my, um, our, my apartment. I think that would be the most valuable chore for me because it's the one thing... Ooh. I think my expectations would be very high because I that, that that being said again I don't dust at all so it's a real it's a real issue we will take that under advisement but I feel like you have to have a lot of atten- attentiveness like you got to pick up things you got to dust around where they are you got to put something back uh-huh. you know what I mean you got to like you got to go into crevices and areas so I think you need to really be looking around and like know your space i guess and here is the worst thing about dusting so give us your if we're if if we're if you're charging for it if you are if you are going to be paid for doing those chores around the house housework what's the what's the highest priced chore the thing about dusting which is why i hate it the most you did it and the next day if you look closely, dust has started to accumulate again. Two days later, a week later, you go a week between dusting, you're almost back to square one. The dust never stops. There's always dust. And I know dust is skin particles and other gross things in the air that we don't really need to think about. But give it to me. Your chore, your housework of everything that you could do, What's the one you would charge the most? And if you have a dollar figure on it, if there's an amount, you would tell me the amount as well. 855-616-1620 on the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I'm going to think during the break, it would be between cleaning the bathroom and doing the laundry. Um, not so much for what goes into it as it does for, what would I say, the risks involved in cleaning the bathroom. Or dealing with the dirty laundry, 855-616-1620. And like I said, give me a dollar figure on said chore as well. That'll put things in perspective as we continue your calls and your texts next. Welcome back to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. See, okay, maybe this isn't as far-fetched as you think. Michelle and Appleton texted and said, you nailed it when you said the bathroom. It's the worst. 
I was complaining one day before doing just that to my husband. I looked at him and said, your turn. He quickly grabbed his wallet, handed me a $20 bill, and I walked right into the bathroom to clean it. It might seem cheap, but I knew I was going to have to do it anyway. Okay, so for Michelle and Appleton and her husband, $20 is the price of a bathroom cleaning. Okay, now there are some of you on the text line that are referencing cleaning up after the dog, like in the backyard, picking up after the dog. I'm not talking about his toys either. Somebody on the 414 says $500. $500 to pick up the dog poop after the winter snow melts. $500? I would do that. I will do that. You pay me $500? See, isn't that funny? I, I have no problem picking up dog poop in a backyard, but... I don't know if I'd be willing to <laughs> clean somebody's bathroom. Yeah, when I was talking about the bathroom cleaning, I should point out I was just thinking of a of a uh, a random in generality a, a, a general bathroom because Kyle goes, wait a minute, don't you live alone? What the heck's going on in your bathroom, you single guy? You eight five five six one six one six twenty on the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. The chore for which. You would charge the most to do it, to be paid to do it. Basically, what's the worst chore, and what would it take for you to do it in terms of a dollar figure? Don is in Waterford. Okay, Don, lay it on us. Hey, great topic, and uh, you know what? Just this topic makes me realize how much, how spoiled I am for my wife. Um, she basically does everything on the inside of the house, and uh, but the biggest thing that stands out to me is going to be every Sunday night. She will pack lunches for the next full five days of the week. Um, I'm going to say it takes about probably 30 to 45 minutes to pack all the lunches. And I would say it's a $50 fee, or you could put a value, or it's priceless, but $50 take 30 to 45 minutes to pack five lunches. You said that she prepares the lunches for the full week or just for the next day? Monday through Friday, five wow. sandwiches, five sets of vegetables, five uh, containers of fruit. Um, you know, and I, quite frankly, I am definitely spoiled. I don't know how many other guys out wow. there have wife. She actually did that for me before we got married, and I thought she was kind of hook, line, and sinkering, sinking me to get married with her, and she's still doing it. Wow. So, it's it priceless. I'm spoiled, and... Um, yeah. Well, this is a great topic because it puts things in perspective for men. So what would happen, Don? What? Yeah, Don. What would happen if you know you catch her doing it this Sunday, preparing the lunches, and you take out a fifty-dollar bill and you just kind of put it down on the kitchen counter? Would she take it or would she be insulted by it? Because I think some people could be insulted by that. Like if you just did it out of the blue. I think it would. She would be so thrown off. Um, because she's well, OC, OCD nurse, so things are her way. She likes things, you know. And I got the laundry's number two on the list. Mm-hmm. But she, truthfully, I don't have a problem doing these things at all. But I wouldn't be able to do them to her satisfaction and liking. So she doesn't want me to do these okay. things. Okay, Don, thank you. Appreciate it very much. So $50, Don says $50 for the chore, for the task of 
pre-packing the lunches. All right, let's get another one here. Worst chore, and how much would uh, you have to be paid to do it for others, I guess? Gary calling from Michigan. Hey, Gary. Hey, how you doing? All right, give it to us, Gary. Uh, I guess the thing that I don't like is washing, if you want to call it that, hard-covered floors, doing the mopping of hard-covered mm. floors. And if your entire house is hard-covered, that is, you know, with... Either, Do you mean hardwood? Uh, hardwood? You're talking about hardwood well, floors. If, it, if, it, if it's like the laminate flooring oh. or if it's a uh, hard-cover linoleum yeah. or non-carpeting. Whatever, all that sort of stuff. Is. Non, non-carpeting. Yeah, non-carpeting. Okay. Non-carpeted, you mm, got it. Okay. Uh, and how much? How much would it cost, real- Gary? How much? How much would you charge if you were tasked with having to do that for a for an entire house? What's what's the price? Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Okay, thanks, Gary. Fifty dollars. Five hundred dollars to pick up dog poop. That's please sign me up. You, they have all the contraptions. You have the the pooper scooper. I mean, you're what four feet away, three feet away. I mean, it's not like you're. When we had a dog, we had a dog growing up, a small dog, a miniature Schnauzer. Sometimes when you'd take him for a walk, he never would go. He would rarely go in the yard, which was a blessing because we were kids, so we never had to worry about running around in the yard, stepping in it or falling in it. But it meant you had to walk him like three, four times a day. He would only go outside the yard. And sometimes we would carry a little shovel, but sometimes you just bring a sandwich bag and, you ready for this? You just use your hands. Obviously, I'm saying you put your hand in the bag and you put it inside out, but still. So maybe maybe that's conditioned me. $500, I'll do it. Uh, Jeff and Michael, hang on. We'll get your chore and your price. We'll go to the text line as well. $50 to make lunches, $50 to clean hardwood floors. $500 to pick up dog poop. The worst chore, inspired by this landmark ruling in China, the worst chore and the amount of money you would charge somebody if they had you do it. This is Jeff Wagner on WGMJ. Okay, let me just get this one. Uh, Michael in South Milwaukee, you're going to bring up a chore that a few have on the text line as well. What is it? Hey, guys. I- Cleaning the drain out of the shower is the nastiest, filthiest, most disgusting thing that I've ever done in my life. Worse than the sink? Oh, my God. The, 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 the shower drain collects all the hair. I have a 17-year-old daughter. and Between her and my wife, the hair that gets clogged in there collects all of their shampoo and their conditioner and their body lotions and all the other crap that comes off their face that they put on in the morning and it just turns into this long stringy goo okay michael so in order for you to clean out the long stringy goo what's what's your name your price name your price how much money to clean out the goo there isn't oh, enough yes. money to oh, clean out. Oh, come on. Come on, school. Michael. Michael. No, 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 no. Come on, Michael. That sounds good on the radio. But let's be honest. If I were to take out a checkbook or just have a wallet full of cash here and go, all right, Michael, 
I got a drain. We, we, have a, we have a shower drain at Radio City. All the greats have showered there, from Gordon Hinckley to Jim Irwin. And we need you to come in and clean out that drain. What would it take? Jim Irwin, are you serious? Look, this, Jim, you just incentivized me not to come down there for any amount of money. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the only reason I do it for myself is it becomes so distasteful that when the bathroom sink over overflows and I am up to my ankles in water, that it's oozing out into my carpet. Oh. That's the only reason I do it for myself. Wow. Wow. So, wow. Okay, Michael. Wow. I gotta say... Cleaning the drain. Ooh and ooze. Those two words. He might have just sold me on it. I have cleaned out. I've I've never had to knock on. I've never cleaned out my shower drain because it's never backed. Like like if if the water's not accumulating in the showers, you're standing there. Like if the drain's flowing freely, I'm not getting in there and unclogging something that isn't clogged. You don't have a lot of hair, though. I have. I mean, you have hair, but well, it's short. Not, not like a, a yeah, yeah, like short. long woman's hair. For I example. have to agree with Michael. Have I've, you done it? Well, I've had to have a plumber come over in the past couple of months because of all the goo and the stuff in the drain. So, unfortunately, I do know what he's talking about, and 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 I hate to even say it, but all that goo and stuff is from me, from my hair. I have long hair, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it it literally, yeah, it clogs the drains. And my plumber told me that Drano is the worst thing you can put down. I've heard drains. that, and I'm. Like, why do they sell that in the stores then? Because that's, you know, that's mm-hmm. what a normal person would get to unclog your drain. They're like, no, that's the worst for pipes. Just mm-hmm. call us. We'll get it on, you know, un- unplugged. And it was it was really nasty. I, I don't envy anybody that has to do that. Yeah. I, as, as the husband of someone that has like mermaid hair, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, it's it's a true battle. Yeah, it uh, like it, it happens about every six to eight weeks. And uh, I mean, it. It you're in the shower. You have to have hot running water, and you're in there pumping the plunger. So I put a cover over my drain so it catches all the hair. It's a hair catcher, it's like know. a net like of a, some it's sort. A, yeah, or it's a it's a, a screen, grade of screen. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> okay, so we have a new leader in the clubhouse, is what you're saying. <laughs> the the not and not the sink drain, the shower drain. All right. And is there a price? I mean, uh, who is it? Mike? Michael wouldn't put a price on it. Well, it's interesting because if it's, you know, if it's someone you love or know, it's not quite as bad. If it was a, like a plumber doing it. Ooh. No, just if somebody clean out my shower drain, you got to pay me how much? Just how much? Uh, hundred bucks? No. 50 more, bucks? More. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah, definitely more. 200? More. <laughs> $500. i out my own, but if it's someone else's, yeah. gunk and goo. 500 $1,000. A thousand for both the gunk and the goo. Yes, I would. See, I'd go a thousand for the gunk, a thousand for the goo. (laughs) I'm just saying. I would probably do more, but yeah. All right. Wow, interesting. I never thought about the drain.